Well, thank you, Terry and Tamara, music team, and everyone making worship possible this morning. And again, welcome. It's good to have you in the Lord's house. We are in the Advent season, and we are journeying to Bethlehem. And this morning's reading helps us to enter into our series, which is Rediscovering the Wonder of Christmas. And we're looking at whispers of wonder from Mary. And we are in Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 and following. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this in the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, if you're following Christmas, right? Uh, one of the things that happens this week, already happened, was Black Friday. Any Black Friday fans out there, any big-time shoppers, either in person or online, I know something happened in, in our house. I'm not a big shopper, and I'm certainly not a big uh, person to go out on Black Friday in the crush of crowds, even for the sales. Now and then I do look online, because <laughs> that's a little easier, right? Uh, but now and then it's happened to me, and uh, some time ago, you know, all the promises of wonder and what have you, uh, Savannah was sick on Thanksgiving, and um, we didn't have any cold medicine. And so I said, well, you know, maybe what we'll do here is, it was about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I, I said, well, let's just go over to Walmart. Maybe they're open, just, you know, they're going to close at 5 o'clock for sure, and uh, we'll just go over and see if we can get some cold medicine. And so uh, Savannah said, okay, she got in the car with me, and we pulled into just the, the lane where Walmart was, and the parking lot was full. It was packed. There's not a place left. A and I thought to myself, oh, my God, what's going on? Because, you know, I thought Black Friday sales started on, on Friday, right? That's why they go on Black Friday. So anyway, so and Savannah, all of a sudden, she was sick, but she sees all these cars, and she goes, wow, Dad, what is happening? And I said, well, I guess they're, maybe they're having like an early Black Friday sale. And, and uh, she's all of a sudden, she's on adrenaline. She does have the female shopping gene for sure. And, and so we, we go in, and there's people lined up everywhere. So I guess the, the sale was starting at 6 o'clock, right? And so they had these, these uh, pallets with sale items just in the middle of the aisle, and they were wrapped with plastic so you could see them. And people were just hovering. They were like orbiting around those. And, and some people believe, I know you're not gonna believe this, people were tearing off the stuff and putting it in their cart ahead of time. Can you believe that? And anyway, so uh, we got our cold medicine, and Savannah said, Dad, we gotta look around. <laughs> I said, all right, well, there's, looks like hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of people here. So. Uh, we wanted to see what all that was about, and so we started looking at different items, and, 
and we came across this one item, which was a RoboVac, right? And um, this was sometime, this was like an early season, the early invention of RoboVac. And uh, what, the house duty that I hate the most is vacuuming. I'm just going to tell you, I just hate to vacuum. It's something about it. And it takes time consuming, and I just don't like it. And so, uh, and I've offered then to pay my daughter a certain amount of money a week to vacuum, and she hated it too. So she gave up on that. It was going to be part of her allowance, right, her chores. And so uh, she says, Dad, look at the RoboVac. And there are people sort of swarming around this RoboVac. There's just a few of them there. And I said, man, that would be, that would be nice. We, we wouldn't have to vacuum it. Just, and I had these visions of, you know, the Jetsons, if you're old school. R Rosie, the Jetsons, you know, the Robo going around. And I said, man, you know, like a Jetsons. My daughter had no clue what that was. And I said, we started to go around the rest of the store and look. And um, my daughter kept saying, you know, Dad, the, that RoboVac would be really good. She said, we could name it. And I said, what, Rosie? The Jetsons? She said, no, Dad, Bob. Big Bob, the RoboVac. And I thought... Bob, you know, okay, you know, a little different. And uh, so she said, Dad, there's only a few of them. Somebody's going to get the RoboVac. There's left. There's, I don't know how many there was, but there was more than 10. So uh, finally, I thought to myself, maybe that wouldn't be a bad investment. It was really reduced, right? It was like half price or something. So finally, we got up. It wasn't 6 o'clock yet. Waited right there. We didn't grab it early. And then right at 6 o'clock, we grabbed one of these RoboVacs, right? <clears throat> it was red. We took it home. And we were just, we thought this was going to solve all the problems with vacuuming. So we plugged that baby in for about an hour. And then we turned it loose in the family room. And it, Bob did really good at first. Bob was in doing circles. And the circles were getting bigger and bigger. But after about 20 minutes, Bob just stopped. <laughs> and I thought, that's not good, not a good sign. I thought, well, you know, I guess it needs to be recharged overnight. And so uh, we recharged Bob all night long. And with great delight, got up in the morning, waited for Savannah to get up and said, let's, let's give Bob another try here. And so we gave Bob the start switch, and then Bob did the circle thing for a while. And, and Bob did better this time. Bob went about, I'm going to say, 30 minutes this time, and got a, about a 10-foot circle, and then Bob quit. Again, I thought, this is just not going to work. That was all night long. And so uh, we ended up doing some research, which we hadn't done before, and so we took Bob back to Walmart. My daughter was just so upset about that, but I said, you know what? This idea is good, so we're eventually going to get one, and we eventually did, and it works, uh, works a lot better than me, but Bob did not, right? So there's all these promises sometimes by advertisers, you know, behold, the wonder of good news that this is going to change and revolutionize your life, but, you know, you discover that whenever you get... It might be good, but it didn't really give you the joy that you thought. It wasn't the wonder that you thought. And friends, you know, there's really only one thing about Christmas that's going to restore the wonder of your life, and that's the good news of Jesus Christ come as a, a baby in Bethlehem. And I want us to journey on rediscovering the wonder of Christmas. I know some of us been, you know, uh, the cloud of COVID and loneliness and anxiety in our world has so many problems. But you know what? There's all these promises out there, but they're empty compared to the wonder of Jesus Christ. Come to us, Emmanuel God with us. And so this morning, I want to begin this series with whispers of wonder from Mary. Mary, you know, sometimes in the Protestant church is underplayed, you know, because we, we say, you know, the Catholics overdo it. I'm not sure that's really true. But uh, in the Protestant side, sometimes it's like, well, we just dismiss Mary. No, Mary. Mary's the mother of Jesus. And Mary was a great disciple of Jesus, not just the mother of Jesus. She was very special. So much that we can learn from Mary. And so I invite you back into the story this morning 
And there's three little whispers that I want you to hear from Mary this morning. And the first is surrender. Surrender. Now, the angel comes to Mary, and uh, Mary's frightened. Who would be? She was just a young teenager. And betrothed to Joseph. All kinds of, no, no, wedding plans, going to be great, plans for the future. And the angel comes to her and says, behold, good news of great joy. And Mary's afraid. Man, I would be too. And the angel begins to tell her that she's going to have a baby. And what does Mary say? How can this be? How can this be? And the angel explains to her, you know, the power of the Most High will come upon you, and you will have a son. He will be the son of the Most High. He will bring his people forgiveness, glory. And um, at the end of all that, Mary says three words that are so beautiful, uh, quoted by John Lennon in the song, right? Let it be. Wow. But it's interesting because when Mary says, how can this be? If you read earlier in the book of Luke there, we just got out of Acts, and Luke Acts is actually one book by Luke. Luke is the most prolific writer in the New Testament. People often think it's Paul. Paul wrote the most books. Luke wrote the most content. Did a lot of research on everything. And so when we look at this, just before this is a story of angel, the angel coming to Zechariah. Remember that? And Elizabeth, who waited for a baby all their lives, and the angel sees Zechariah in the church. Great place to be for Advent, by the way. In person, I would recommend. Uh, online, if you can't be here any other way. But the angel comes to Zechariah and promises him a baby through Elizabeth, even they're old. And Zechariah says almost the same thing. How can that be? We're too old. Mary's too young. They're too old. And the angel tells him it's going to happen, but he's, the angel says, because you didn't believe, you're not going to be able to talk until this boy is born and his name will be John, John the Baptist. Now, so how come Zechariah can say, how can that be? And he's, you know, can't speak for nine months. And Mary says, how can that be? And the angel answers her. And I think the answer is this. You know, you can ask a question, and then you can ask a question. You know what I'm saying? You can ask a question saying, no way. And then you can answer a question and say, an honest question, how can that be? And God never tells us we can't ask questions. We ask questions all the time. God tells us to have a childlike faith because when you tell a child something, they believe. Children ask questions. And so Mary asked the question in the right way. And so I encourage us to do that. You know, we have questions about God's plan, why things happen in our life, all kinds of legitimate questions. Ask it in a way that listens and affirms that God is, is God, to surrender to God's plan. And so the angel answers Mary, shows her great favor. You're, you're highly favored. You're going to have this, this baby. And Mary just had to be in awe. But at the end of that, Mary says, let it be according to your word. And that's so powerful. And, and I love it. In the, I'm, I'm a Beatles fan, so I don't know if you are or not. But, you know, in my hour of darkness, Mother Mary comes to me, whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. And I know that you out there have your hour of darkness too. Whether you're questioning God's plan or what's happened to your life, how is God unfolding things in my life this Christmas season, any season? And I would encourage you, in your questions like Mary, you can say, how can this be? But listen to the whisper of Mary. Let it be. Let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your will, Lord, right? Mary didn't know how all this is going to unfold. The answer is just <laughs> as amazing as the question, right? 
But Mary, Mary was able to say, let it be. Mary was able to surrender to God's plan. And I would encourage all of us to surrender to God's plan in this season of Advent, to listen to that whisper of surrender of Mary. Let it be. Let it be in your life according to the word of the Lord. And the next whisper is to trust. Wow. The word of the power of the Most High will come upon you. And, you know, that's an answer for us. The power of the Most High will come upon us. We think of the Most High, we think of the universe and the beauty and the grandeur and the seasons, right? But when it comes to us and the Most High, it's a fearful thing. But Mary was able to trust in the plan of God. And for all of us to hear that whisper of trust in our lives, to hear the whisper of trust in our own lives. And what did the angels say? For nothing is impossible with God. Wow. Have I had that underlined in my Bible, every Bible that I have? Sometimes I have that as a sticky note on my mirror to remind me, for nothing is impossible with God. Let me ask you this morning, friends, what in your mind seems impossible humanly? What is humanly impossible that you need to just surrender to God and trust God and say, for nothing is impossible with God? I know for most of us in some of our seasons of life, we have that moment, that merry moment where this is just too grand. The Most High come to me, and we need to not only surrender, but we need to take the next step, which is to trust in the power of the Most High, for nothing is impossible with God. Such a powerful moment. And then what does Mary do after that? Do you remember? Mary goes to Elizabeth, who's now some months pregnant. And it was, it was impossible, right? And they probably need that womanly moment. You know, Elizabeth was older. She was up in years. Mary's this young teenager. Both are now pregnant. Elizabeth's kind of leading that way. And, uh, and so Mary goes to Elizabeth and she's carrying Christ in her womb. And when she enters the doors, as Elizabeth opens the door, there's this moment where they're like John the Baptist sort of, you know, kicks in, and baby Jesus kicks in, in Mary. And these two women have this moment where it's like they're having a moment and the two babies are having a moment and it's just beautiful. And then uh, Elizabeth says how blessed she is that Mary would come. And then Mary does what? She sings a song called the Magnificat right? And uh, which is the first word of it, magnify the Lord, magnify the Lord. And magnify just means to praise, to give thanks to God, to, to lift up your hearts to heaven, to lift up your eyes to heaven, and to magnify the Lord. And so I would invite you to do the third whisper of Mary, which is to carry, to carry Christ into your world. Now, I know, I know that, well, some of you might be pregnant. I know that. <laughs> I know some secrets that are out there, which is great. We love babies, by the way. Oh, my gosh, especially Christmas time. But you might not be pregnant, but you can carry Christ into your world. Mary is a disciple leading us in that way. Because when Mary carries Christ into the world, into Elizabeth's home first, she carries hope. Well, this is the Sunday of hope. She carries all kinds of things. But she carries the hope of the whole world with her into that moment. And both women erupt with song, which we can also sing songs for Christmas. And so this Christmas, you might not have all the answers that you want. You might just say, how, how can this be? 
And by faith, say, let it be and trust God, the Most High. Claim that promise. Nothing is impossible with God. But you don't have to know all the answers to carry Christ into the world, to carry the hope that only comes from Christ into the world, because that hope can change everything. There's so many false promises out there, whether it's a RoboVac, which I haven't updated one, but I like it. But I can tell you, it doesn't solve the joy of the world, isn't the hope of humanity. It's nice. But it isn't the wonder of Christmas. It isn't the wonder of the world. Only Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God come to us, is the wonder that the world needs. And I know there's all kinds of cacophonous, noisy, banging and clanging in our world. But what our world needs most is the music that only comes from Christ. The music that only comes from the Christmas carols of the good news of Jesus Christ, the only one who brings us hope and peace and love and joy into the world. And friends, we have that. And don't hit people over the head with that. Invite them into it, right? Look at how Mary did that. Mary, this humble, young woman, great disciple, the mother of Jesus, with great humility. One of the great qualities of Mary, this humility carries hope and just lights up the room with the hope of Christ when she enters that world. You've seen women who are pregnant. You're not telling anybody, but you look on their face and go like, the face just shines. You know what I'm talking about? And it's just a beautiful thing. Despite the agony of the moment, so the pain of the moment, just the, it's like a candle that's lit in their face and it's a beautiful thing. Think about that as we carry Christ into the world, a world that is darkened, is often full of strife, bickering, uh, of one sort or another that needs the hope and healing that only comes from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'll close with the thought, which is I, I love the story of this artist who was painting this painting. And the painting was of this little cottage in a darkened, remote woods. And it was a star-filled night, but the woods were dark, and the whole cottage was dark, and so it was a rather gloomy, somber painting. But then, in the last moment, the artist, with a stroke of his brush, painted a little candle that was lit in the window. And all of a sudden, that painting that was sort of somber and dour and darkened became bright with hope, with just one candle. One candle. We have four candles, but this morning it's the candle of hope. It was a painting of hope. And even though our world is darkened and sometimes our own life is darkened, we're struggling with some of the things, some of the burdens of life, some of the things that we don't understand about life and God's plan, but we can have that candle of hope in the window of our life, and people can see that, and lives can be transformed in ways that you and I might not understand or know in any other way. So this morning, I encourage you to hear the whispers of wonder of Mary, this great woman who was chosen to bring Christ into our world, the only woman who has ever chosen that way, a model of faith, not just of women, but for all of us this morning, and to hear her whispers to, to surrender, to let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. And then to, to trust, to trust God that nothing is impossible for God, even though we don't understand it, even though we might hear the words of the promise in some direction, it's just too far above us. But that's why we call it the Most High. I love that name for God, the Most High. Because sometimes... My perspective is at ground level, or maybe 5,000 feet, but God's is, is way above. 
Someone told me the other day, they were just saying about the shot to the moon. You know, the Artemis went up there, and, and it was very interesting because they were sharing. They said, it's very interesting, but if you, you looked at nothing else, that someone went and studied the lives of every single astronaut, every single astronaut, and all of them said their life was changed forever. Why was that? You know why? Because there's something about getting up above the earth and looking down that transforms you. Because here we see landscape and clouds, and it may be beautiful, but up there it's different. All of a sudden you get out beyond yourself, the strife of nations and races and conflict, our own personal views, and you realize that it's a universe of wonder. And you look down, and every single astronaut has had their life forever changed by that experience. Mary would whisper to trust God, to get a perspective from the most high God, and then to carry Christ into our world. We don't need all the answers, but we do know the answer, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Emmanuel, God come to us in Christ. That is the answer, the living hope of Jesus Christ come to us. Surrender, trust, carry the hope of Christ into the world. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, as we begin our journey to Bethlehem, to that first Christmas, Lord, help us to rediscover the wonder that only comes from the love and grace that we experience in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This morning, we light the candle of hope, not only in the Advent wreath, but also pray that we could light it again in our hearts as we learn these whispers of wonder of Mary, to learn, Lord, to surrender to your plan, to let it be according to your word, to trust you that nothing is impossible for you, for you are the Most High, and to carry the good news, the hope of Christ, into our world. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and all God's people said, amen.